0: Hey, this is Ryan. And this is Brian. And we just wanted to say thanks so much for listening to Ryan and Brian's Bible Bistro. We hope you're enjoying this episode. You know,
1: it's our goal to make this podcast useful to you. So if you find it valuable, we want you to consider supporting the Bible Bistro financially. You know, there's a cost associated with this podcast and your support will help us to continue this mission. If you'd like to help, we have set up a Patreon account
0: where you can contribute at any level. Maybe you just want to give us a few bucks a month and buy us a cup of coffee. Or if you support us at $15 or above, you can receive some of our personalized items like the Bible Bistro coffee mug. Trust me, you're really going to want one of those. Absolutely. You just got to go to our website or in the show notes and click on the Patreon link. And thank you so much. We appreciate our loyal listeners. Welcome back to Ryan and Brian's Bible Bistro. I'm Ryan. Hey, and I'm Brian. And this is the Bible Bistro. Yes, and it's you know the, it's the Bible Bistro on the road. It is the Bistro on the road, right? I'm excited about it. Yeah, we're
1: where? We're, where are we, Brian? We're in Champagne, Chambana. I don't know, Champagne or Urbana? Are we? Champagne. I think, we're,
0: or, I think technically we're in Urbana right now. That was some linguistic work that you just did there, combining <laughs> Champagne and Urbana. Oh, everybody does. Illinois, that. yes, everybody does it. But we're here.
2: We've got a special guest yes, with us today. Yeah,
1: we're excited. John Wedley's here with us for the third time. Time.
2: The third time, so. and it's great to be a guest in my own home. <laughs> I, just, I just, well, we I appreciate that. A great we, deal.
1: we appreciate your your generosity. With well, that, I mean, you brought so. the bistro food truck here.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, we he did. did. Yeah. Of course,
1: you made us coffee, and you made us cookies. Well, too, I didn't make so. the cookies. So okay, well, I didn't
2: even were. thaw the cookies. But, uh, but but, but, there they but they're, they're. did you put them on the table for us? I didn't even put them on the table.
0: I was <laughs> trying to throw a
2: bone to you. I did make the coffee. Yes,
0: that thank was good. you. It's Delicious. Good Pioneer do
2: you want, Bible
1: Translators. Do you want to uh, uh, tell about where we had lunch? We had yes. lunch in champagne In which Champana,
0: in Champana. Uh, yes, we had sticky, sticky rice, rice
1: was the name of the restaurant. And I had a green curry and Very it was yeah. delightful. My, I had uh, Patsy U, which is one of my favorite Thai uh, foods. Yeah. But the interesting thing is I asked them for, so I, you never know when you go to a new restaurant. First nope. time I'd been there and they said, do you want this mild or medium or hot? And I I went with medium. Mm-hmm. And then I asked, them, does. I asked them for additional spices and they brought out Thai spice and, oh, so good. Some some fresh Thai chilies and mm-hmm. very, very good. And and I felt good at the end. The waitress said, you know, next time you come, you could probably go hot or even Thai Thai hot, hot know. Know. <laughs> and then lao hot is even
2: beyond that oh, oh, then my God. but but i have been i mean i was told i said you know i ordered i want blah and i want hot she said do you want that that's like a 10 i said what's medium she said about a six i said go with medium Medium. i am a medium guy that's <laughs> sticky rice okay?
1: well i you, you said you never know every time you go to a new place it's well, always that's a little true. different right? true. that yeah. Lao
0: yeah. hot has to be like uh indiana jones and the uh, Oh of the yeah, cabinet where the yeah. face melts at the end mm. when they open it up. Because, but it was it was a very good restaurant. It right was, oh, it was very it's, good. It's, Enjoyed it's, it. it. And we're so glad that we're here. Yeah. yeah, I am too. Yeah, yes. But we didn't we didn't come
1: here to talk about Laotian food. or
0: <laughs> We did not. Surprisingly, I mean. <laughs> I do eat. Um, so we're going to hear We're going to talk about, yeah. what are we talking about today, John?
1: Well, first of all, we, we last time we introduced John, he had a different position. So do you want yeah. to tell us a little bit about what you're doing now and why yeah, you're Yeah, in-, in
2: July, um, I became associate pastor at Twin City Bible Church uh, here in Urbana. Uh, I was just looking for the chance for one more adventure, and Tammy and I thought it would be interesting to be in a church which was multi-ethnic and was pursuing that Ooh. deliberately or to be in a church that's in a university town, and lo and behold, we discovered this church uh, uh, and it's both of those it's things. Both, so yeah, our, our cool. building is right across the street from the U of I campus. Uh, we have a lot of UNI, U of I people, a lot of students, a lot of faculty and staff were part of this. We get It's just really, really interesting conversations you get yeah, to have with, with people in a place like this. Um, people literally from all over the world Uh um, you yeah. know we've got a couple who are um new to new to town they're from indonesia and Ooh. they're helping with worship leadership and oh, i just cool. this just wow. blows my mind yeah. so yeah it's it's a lot of fun the
1: uh um Here's my, this is the real question. All that sounds fantastic. The mm-hmm. real question is okay, you, you're, you're originally a Hoosier. Yeah, I'm originally from Indiana. And, and, you know, you lived for a period of time in a long Tennessee. Time i lived in Tennessee. You lived in Cincinnati for a long I did. period of time, I did. and now you're in Illinois. Yeah.
2: This time of year's basketball season. Yeah, that's right. So who, who do you root for? Everybody. Um, you, you can't lose. Well, you know, yeah. Well, it just let's just confine ourselves to the original Big Ten. I've got two teams from growing up in Indiana. I've okay. got another one from living in Ohio. Our son went to grad school at Wisconsin. Our daughter went oh. to undergrad at Northwestern. Okay. Not that that matters much for basketball. Uh, well, um, they're, right now, I think they're in second place. They, they have been on a tear. There's something wrong. Okay. Uh, yeah, because if they make the tournament, this will only be the second time. Right. So add add U of I to that. That's just six of the original <laughs> ten teams of the Big Ten. Well,
1: you have right representation, there. and now right?
2: you're. I mean, you're really thinking of the periphery at this point. have yeah. you know, Minnesota and Iowa. Yeah. I mean, well, really? I in
1: Maryland. So yeah, but. well,
2: I, yeah, that's not even that's fake Big Ten. <laughs> so uh not even counting anyway, USC or UCLA, yeah, but, right yeah
1: exactly anyway, so you're not gonna you're not gonna commit here so well no
2: i mean win in rome uh, okay. you know uh i-l-l-i-n-i okay i've uh-huh. learned how to spell that
1: remind, uh, remind me to tell you about the basketball game i saw last week i was i was at there when indiana played illinois oh yeah there was yeah. a pro well i'll go ahead and tell it since i started this <laughs> yeah because everybody's watching there was a pro there was a pro wrestler there who was who was there's going to be a wwe e event there no doubt and so he was there promoting it and so they were he was doing all this stuff and so he picked up on this thing so basically everybody ends their announcements if you've never been to a a university of illinois basketball game Mm -hmm. with ill and the crowd shouts back i and i Mm -hmm. well he picked up on this but then he would at the end of each of his things say everybody's kind of looking at him like uh i said to the the lady next to me who i didn't know i said uh I said, uh, you know, clearly he, he is not using his, his brains for his profession as a professional
2: mm-hmm. wrestler.
1: Right, it's right. Basic
2: more. literacy is not a requirement
1: <laughs> for the WWE. So, anyway, well... There's the story. I, I had not on telling that story. <laughs> but here we are. So why yeah. we do have John here today is, John, uh, as you might remember if you've been a long time listener of this podcast, uh, his area of New Testament that he spends the most time in has spent the most time in is Luke-Acts. And, and so one of the passages in Luke that people often ask about mm-hmm. is Luke 21. Mm-hmm. Uh, we call it, well, what do you call it? What What do you?
2: Um, I usually refer to this passage, and it's parallels in Mark 13 and Matthew 24 as the Olivet Discourse, okay. because Jesus is delivering this um, from the metabolic But sometimes it's called the little apocalypse of the Gospels uh, because it is – language which draws from the Jewish apocalyptic tradition and deals with um the question of what's going to happen okay and how do we understand how do we understand the future um and so on that basis it becomes um the subject of a lot of inquiry and a lot of a lot of claims are made (laughs) on the basis of these texts and so forth well that's why we thought we would have you
1: explain this today we talk about the book of revelation a lot Mm -hmm. it's one of the one of the things we get listeners
2: interested in it is amazing how interested people are yeah.
1: yes yeah so so uh, tell us what what uh what kind of questions do you think people typically bring to this or how do they yeah, talk about well, this a you lot know,
2: it's 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 generally the same kinds of questions that they're bringing to these other you know apocalyptic texts as as, as we call them uh and <clears throat> this has to do with okay what what is the nature of the time we're living in now is this right. is this the beginning of the end uh, when is the end of the world coming what are what is going to happen before the end uh, how should I understand that how should I respond to it how should I be ready for it in more specific terms they'll say now surely this has got something to do with <laughs> the geography of of Palestine right. and Israel with the physical city of Jerusalem uh, yeah. etc there's a lot of of Zionism sure. as we sometimes call it that is that is tied in with this So all of those kinds of questions get asked. And and whenever you run into a new world crisis, like the war in Ukraine, for example, people start combing these texts, looking for clues. And you have people like Pat Robertson who were saying, well, obviously the Russians are attacking Ukraine so they can get to Israel. Right. He obviously did not consult a map. (laughs) When he made that statement, but, but leaving that (laughs) aside, um, you know, uh, we can, we can say that there's plenty of, of interest in this text um, or in this, in this trio of texts. We're looking specifically at Luke, um, which is, is based on those specific kinds of concerns. My kind of shall I call it my beef with that or my concern about that is that I think it is pulling this text out of its literary context and out of its historical context in ways that do damage to um, a thoughtful Christian understanding of what God is doing in the world and how his people are called to respond to that. So, um, it is at best a distraction and at worst, at worst, it is sometimes a blasphemy. I'll just I'll just okay. put it I'll put okay. it that strongly. Um, yeah. And and so stay tuned. <laughs> I was going to say well, we'll ask we'll ask
1: about that for sure. Yeah. Well, you're right. I mean, you got these these world comp. Russia's always a player in this. I, oh, mean, yeah. I remember even back since you know I was a Russia, kid. Russia's
2: very big in the Bible. You know, somebody Russia. said, "Oh, you're a
1: Bible college student here. You need to read this book." You know, the late great Planet Earth, and mm. you know Russia mm-hmm. was big in that. But then. But then you also have, uh, you know, the stuff even this week that's gone on with uh, the continual stuff between Jerusalem, yeah, right. and Yeah, and, Can, the Palestinian, Palestinian question mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. etc. Yeah, and, and so I think I think perin- perin-
2: per- regularly people come up with this issue, <laughs> right? Of, and probably between the time that we record this and the time that it actually hits the internet, there's going to be something. else. Something else, else will right. happen. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and actually, broadly speaking, that's in here, right? With right. the message, don't worry about it, right? Okay, you know, hmm. that's 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 very much the perspective. Well, give us some of the literary context then. Abel. Okay, what, yeah. How would well, you, first of all, how would you approach? F- yeah, this, first so. of all, um you know, in in Luke, as in the other two synoptic gospels, Matthew and Mark, this text comes um, about, you know, so far through what we we typically think of as the passion narrative, um, and I'm I'm going to use that in a broader sense. Sometimes that is is seen to begin actually in luke chapter 22 for example in a, in a narrow sense if you you know just to use this as an example if you uh like i if if your good friday habit is to listen to the entirety of box st matthew passion <laughs> right. then then that that the text of of that is um the the chapters immediately after this section okay. in matthew but i'm using passion narrative more broadly to refer to everything from jesus triumphal entry uh forward um okay. Okay. and and so in that sense we're we're in the middle of that discourse so jesus has come to jerusalem um he has uh very tellingly in luke's gospel the pharisees say hey jesus tell your <laughs> disciples to be quiet <laughs> This is how they sound. It? I was, uh, Italian.
0: I had, no I, they, I had no idea. They're
2: gangsters. They're okay. gangsters. Okay. All yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, buddy. Hey. <laughs>
2: um, and and Jesus says, um, I tell you the truth. If they're quiet, even the stones will cry right. out. And this is this is a. This is a very pregnant phrase because first of all, it's drawing on Old Testament imagery where inanimate creation praises God. And Mm -hmm. so Jesus is predicating something divine about himself in that. But it's also establishing in the narrative of Luke uh, a catchword, because there are stones all over the place. Right, uh, right. after this, including especially in the lead huh. into this, because yeah. at the beginning of this, Jesus says, "Not one stone right will be left on another." Yeah. So, a part of what's of what's happening here, we just to to appreciate this, is to understand that this text is in part um, a prophetic announcement of the expression of God's judgment against jesus opponents okay um say, in say that again okay <laughs> but slower Okay. No, no, no. For me, that, that's good so i probably won't say it exactly the okay. same way okay but is, I, I liked what you said it's a prophetic announcement Okay. of the expression of God's judgment okay. against Jesus' opponents. Right. Those okay. opponents being, and this is this has been important to me for a long time, those opponents being not the Jews. Please, right. Christians, <laughs> stop saying that. Right. Even if you heard about the AP style book saying, don't say the French, and you thought that was ridiculous. <laughs> right. Don't say the Jews. It, right. it just leads to all kinds of mischief. Jesus right. is not saying the Jews are rejecting me. Jesus' opponents are the temple leadership. Yeah. Okay. It is, uh, he's been saying since chapter 9 in the Gospel of Luke uh, I'm going to Jerusalem, the high priests the elders and the scribes which is a a way of saying the sanhedrin the the high priest and his Mm -hmm. associates so um even though jesus has various opponents through the narrative as the narrative is constructed and this is true in all the synoptics the 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 people who take him to his death are the priestly aristocracy the the sanhedrin Mm -hmm. uh the hasmonean dynasty and and their associates so their power is focused in the temple uh, and and this this announcement then is saying the destruction of the temple is coming as an expression of God's judgment against my opponents. And I say expression because I would I would want to underline anything that happens in this present age, which is the Bible identifies as God's judgment is an expression of the larger judgment. Okay. Uh, okay. It is not simply that Jerusalem is destroyed and that ipso facto is the entirety of, of the experience of judgment. It's not even judgment for everybody who experiences it. Okay. Right. But it Which is. We were, we were just talking about this we were just at lunch. About this at yeah. lunch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, you can think about this, and and one of the one of the canonical antecedents of this event is the first destruction of sure. Jerusalem. Yeah. Right. Okay. Babylonians. Now, yeah, yeah. Exactly. By the Babylonians. Which is and, what we were talking about. At we, lunch. It's, it's, well, good. <laughs> we were just talking I mean, about Jeremiah. <laughs> what would you discuss over over uh, you know, Thai and food? Ta- right. ta- 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 Laotian food, <laughs> other than the destruction of Jerusalem. Right. Um, and uh, boy this food is really spicy that makes me think of the destruction of jerusalem <laughs> things got spicy then too they yeah. did indeed so you know you you think about the book of jeremiah and jeremiah is unequivocal about equivocal about unequivocal about this <laughs> right uh, you know this is coming because we don't listen to god yeah but jeremiah listens to god sure mm-hmm. and he's, others with him yeah. and he's got to live yeah. through this mess yeah. yeah okay so what does it mean for them well what is judgment for one may be to use a you know uh, a 25 cent theological word tribulation which simply yeah. means trouble yeah. for another yeah. it is and so uh, you know this is this is kind of the, the two sides of the coin of this event jesus is warning his followers to anticipate this not to okay. misinterpret it because this could be all of these events including the general chaos of the world at large all of these events are things that can easily be misinterpreted as signs that we picked the wrong Messiah.
1: Mm, okay. we, we, mm, okay. we,
2: we bet on the wrong horse. Uh, we hitched our wagon to, you know. Is that the why his thing.
1: disciples are interested in this question? Then?
2: Well, they're, I think they're, that's a great question. I think they're interested in it because they are. Are very much seeing Jesus in conventional messianic terms, right. which means he's going to be a political military yeah. king. So, and if if we if we take a few steps back to pick up another thread of this, as Jesus comes into Jerusalem, stones, etc., uh, in the in the Lucan triumphal entry, he goes to the temple and, right. and 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 does his action in the temple, which I think in literary context is best understood as an, another prophetic announcement of the coming judgment yeah on the the temple leadership when he stops when he stops the yes. worship of the temple yes yeah. yeah when he when he stops the money changers etc this is is there corruption probably etc right. um does luke have uh, an important theme about wealth uh, versus poverty yes in fact the 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 tiny little episode that that um appears right before this discourse in luke is the story of the the Widow's widow who my, gives her yeah. her her Two little copper coins uh compared to the, the the extent of the treasury so all of that is there but as the the thing continues jesus is asked oh by what authority do you do this right and um he, he first he says i'm not going to answer unless you answer my question and they don't and then in typical jesus mm-hmm. fashion he does answer Right. with a parable
1: okay right. so the, the, the question he asked was is what what authority did john the baptist do the things is yeah the he right? says okay. yeah by
2: what authority did john sure. yeah i'll tell you my authority to do what i did in the temple if you tell me john's authority to baptize he knows that puts them and in puts a, this a, on, put, puts, puts them a, on the horns of a dilemma yeah, if yeah. we say god's he'll say well why didn't you listen and if we say man's then everybody will hate right. us because everybody right. thinks john is a prophet mm-hmm. so we won't answer and jesus says i won't either and then he does right okay <laughs> um because he takes a story from Jeremiah yeah. and remixes it. Jeremiah right. has a story of a vineyard. Uh, what is it? Jeremiah. Uh, it's somewhere before sh- chapter six. It, yeah. Or, um, or, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Isaiah. 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 One of those, one of yeah. those guys. <laughs> one of those guys. It's Isaiah. One Isaiah has a story prophets. of it. So, yeah. maybe, maybe chapter four. Um, y'all. Okay, right. y'all at home you it, look this it, up Maybe five bonus, but yeah we'll, four or five yeah. that neighborhood that, that'll be your home single digits isaiah single digits <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's, this is like horseshoes and hand grenades you just that's, have to get close that's theology right uh that's right um and um so I, isaiah's story of a vineyard is of an unfruitful vineyard right and then isaiah lowers the boom and says the vineyard is israel right you know and the and the vineyard owner is the lord and he's going to destroy the vineyard right. well jesus takes that story and makes it about the tenants in the vineyard yeah. who don't pay the the vineyard owner and so he sends various folk to them and they reject them and finally he says I will send my son they will right. respect my son and the guys in the vineyard say the stupidest thing that anyone in the bible ever says which is <laughs> let's kill the vineyard owner the vineyard owner's son and then the vineyard will be ours <laughs> okay right. like really okay so they do that and then of course Jesus asks rhetorically what will the owner of the vineyard do to those guys? The answer yeah. is, oh, he'll get rid of them and put someone else in charge. Right. And then you read, oh, scribes and the, Pharise- the scribes and the, uh, the, the priests, the uh, word Pharisee doesn't occur in right. any of this for what it's worth, um, the, the high priests and the scribes are uh, just incensed because they know that Jesus is talking about them, yeah. Yeah. okay? Mm-hmm. Now, by what authority do you do this? I'm the son and you reject the son okay and so now we come to um but but we should we should mention as well all of this temple stuff is very um, call it small and messianic, right? Because the great son of David, according to Second Samuel seven, and you knew I would mention that eventually. <laughs> um, famous in, in teaching to say, I don't know what this is, but it has something to do with Second Samuel seven. Um, the promise verses five b through <laughs> yeah, the promise that God makes to David is that David's great son will build God's house. Right. Okay. So temple is very messianic. Why does Herod the Great want to rebuild the temple? It's a claim to be the true king, sure. and so forth. So. So jesus goes into the temple very small and messianic act uh but now what he's saying is i am indeed building a temple but you guys it's it's we're on a different yeah. page this place is going to be destroyed for other reasons right. and and so a part of this discourse is to disentangle that idea of temple and what the destruction of the temple Mm. must mean okay if Mm. if you are thinking along conventional messianic lines if you're thinking along conventional messianic lines destroying this temple means we're going to build the true temple when you when you
1: bring in building the temple you're talking about the john what he says in john or is there other places he says it's very similar i mean i mean
2: i don't you know um unlike many of my you know colleagues in the guild, I don't see the gospels as, sure. as saying yeah. very much different from the But one I'm saying another. is that exactly. in Luke too. Is that is it also in Luke? Uh destroy this temple and I will and I will rebuild yeah, it. Yeah, that kind of an idea. Interestingly, no. Okay. okay. In Matthew and Mark, you, oh, you have right. that okay. specific saying is in the testimony at Jesus trial. At his trial when they said he said yeah. that he would do this. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. But right. only exactly. John is the one who puts John it in is Jesus' the one mouth. who puts it okay. in Jesus' mouth. Right. But but Jesus is of course doing temple stuff sure. all the time. Yeah. Right. The claim to forgive sin yeah is saying i am the true temple right mm-hmm. and that's okay. and we've you know for our listeners we've talked about this and yeah yeah you exactly can find an episode well I, yeah i know you don't right if you're going right. to talk eventually you're going to get to temple right, <laughs> right. i know yeah. how this goes yeah right exactly and and, and along these lines so so but yeah but you very definitely got to disentangle this to to put it maybe most simply which would be refreshing for our listeners um <laughs> that um If you are among the 12 listening to this, if Jesus is saying (laughs) not one stone will be left on another, that sounds to you like, okay, we've got a building program that's going to begin. He's going to destroy this temple so we can build the real one, the true temple Mm -hmm. of fulfillment. Now, and um, uh, we're going to record an episode about Acts along with Luke with this, uh, Uh you know, to think in the large and anticipate a little bit of that. A part of what Acts does is modify our understanding of temple. Okay. That instead of fulfillment coming as the nations come to the temple, fulfillment comes as the temple goes to the nations. Okay. Uh-huh. Um, so um, there's a there's a there's a way that I, I think that that develops there. Okay. So so all of this all of this is going along, along with kind of what we might think of as, as the larger uh, issue of understanding and misunderstanding in the nature of what Jesus is doing, which is the already not aspect. Are um, already not, not yet. yet aspect of the reign of God. Okay. Um, if if I understand God's king comes to establish God's reign, which means the defeat of evil, the vindication of God's people and their blessing and the punishment of God's enemies, it's going to puzzle and vex me that God's enemies seem to be rather active. Mm. Okay. Um, and so a part of this is to say, as we said before, don't worry about it. Not that it's inconsequential, but right. it, it doesn't mean that you're, in you're in the wrong messianic okay. group that you backed the wrong Messiah mm, that something has okay. gone terribly wrong um, that this is this is the larger working out of of what God is doing.
1: Okay. Yeah. What are some of the parts of the text here? Yeah. That. So, so I'll just I'll kind of give our our listeners a little bit of background mm-hmm. here you know you mentioned the widow's might, which i thought was interesting mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. and then the disciples are in the temple so it's in this yeah. in this setting and they were marking on the the building because the building yeah. would have been one of the most magnificent oh, buildings yeah and,
2: yeah and it's really and we were we were chatting beforehand about our respective trips to israel yeah. it's it's amazing to me that in yeah. my lifetime we've come to a much greater uh understanding of the real splendor of the herodian temple right you know and the whole thing was was kind of designed to make this fabulous impression on people. The building, you know, is visible from miles outside of Jerusalem. And the typical entrance would have come through a tunnel Right. So that you're in in darkness, and then you it's like what people yeah. say when they go into Wrigley Field you <laughs> come you come through, and then you see all this green. Right. Well, in this case, you come through and you see all this white because it's all of this you know all of this sparkly right. stone, marble, and 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 granite, and so forth. It just gleams in the sunshine. And most people have rented a special garment to put on. You right. know, it's white, so it's just mm. white everywhere. Okay. Um, yeah. And you know, would would just have this dazzling effect. And Josephus says the stones were cut off-site to size so they could be fitted together like right. so many enormous Legos right. on on the side of the temple so that there was no hammering. But that is in itself a, a an impressive sure. achievement of of engineering and um, you know there would be admiration for the stones. Yeah, and the uh, stone. Yeah, the stones that are left there
1: are massive. Oh, they are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. massive I mean, stones.
2: Yeah, we were talking about that too. You see the stones on the south side of the temple that the Romans had had toppled over. You go through the rabbinic temple and you see these foundation stones yeah. that are just tons and tons, um, and, 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 and you see that, that kind of thing. So when Jesus says what he says in, in verse 6, in response to the um, reaction to the beauty of right. the temple... Um, and the for, gifts dedicated to God which I'd never noticed that yeah. until you talked about the widow's yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. all these rich people who are yeah. you know getting their their little named pavilion <laughs> which by the way still happens right? uh, you might say that well, I yeah. was gonna say that
1: behind the the western wall you've got all those uh, those places that, are, oh, right. that have the yeah, signs that are dedicated
2: to the oh, I was I was thinking more of like places I've worked <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I will talk, okay. okay, let's not yeah. go institution let's, yeah. let's, I, let's, I, let's I, stay focused already, on the yeah, text yeah yeah
2: Exactly. Yeah, I've, 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 speaking, caused, speaking I've of not the one, fundraisers. Speaking of for not trouble. one
1: stone, on the other. <laughs> oh my!
2: What God. can I say? What can I say? <laughs> Moving along in the okay. book of Acts. Yeah. Well, or Luke. Well, we'll get to yeah. Acts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. So ad- admiration for the stones, and Jesus says, "Not one stone will, will be <clears throat> will be left on another. Everyone will be thrown down." Got to hear that as an allusion to. Um, the stones will cry out. And when Jesus says after the, the, the parable of the vineyard, ah, and he quotes from from Psalm 118, the stone that the builders rejected, rejected has become right. the chief stone. Okay. OK, so he's identified himself as the chief stone. There's some fun stuff going on there that we won't okay. we won't explore specifically. But all of this is linking up. And so all of this is really relevant to the question, who is, who is the true king? What do we make of his opponents? What is the true temple? Uh, how is God doing his thing? And the beginning of the discourse then is about don't be deceived when things don't go the way you want them to or you expect okay. them to. If I'm the true king, this should mean that God will reign, that righteousness will prevail, that evil will be defeated, and this, in, in fact, is not going to be the case. So other people will, in this environment, claim to be Messiah mm-hmm. okay. and don't listen to them. I'm Messiah. Okay. Um, they'll, you know, Effectively, they're saying he's not Messiah because, look, the world is not what it should be. I'm Messiah. I will bring... What what God wants, and and that's not going so to when happen. When you say it that way,
1: you're not talking about just those who are making specific claims, like like the the you know, the person who would claim mm-hmm. their ham sandwich, or you know, I'm the Messiah, or that kind of yeah. thing. But you're you're talking about anybody who would say that I'm the savior of the
2: world. Basically, yeah, I'm the yeah. one who's come. Yeah, and okay. yeah, and 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 you know, it, of course, it's. Um, there's an, an enormous number of messianic claimants in this late second Temple period sure uh, you yeah. know one of the things I appreciate about a, a, a video that NT Wright made a number of years ago is he's talking about that and they just let scroll by the names of all these guys <laughs> right. the, know, okay. are, the that we that we read okay. in, in Josephus and then you go on to to early rabbinic period okay. uh, and so forth so he is he is more specifically talking about those messianic well, they're claimants. there but <laughs> I, I mean as, as we think about this you know, it's, it's not just someone who says, I'm Messiah or he's Messiah. It's, as you said, someone who said, I have the solution right to the world's problems if right. you know if we just Look have to me, you know, yeah if we yeah. just have global laissez-faire capitalism no if we just have global socialism no right. if we, you know if we just have okay. this this that or the other okay. if we could just become you know the vegan anti-vaxxers or whatever it might right. be that the, the, the that, that we straighten all of this right. kind of thing out so um don't don't listen to the other claimants and then verse nine you hear of wars and uprisings do not be frightened these okay. things must happen first but the end will not come right away now sometimes we read this as if jesus is saying things are, and and this continues, uh, should maybe just throw in 10 and 11, nation rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, earthquakes, famines, pestilences in various places, just throw in pandemic in place of pestilence (laughs) if you want to get a feel for this, and fearful events and great signs from heaven. okay all that stuff. Yeah, all that stuff. Great comments, you know. (laughs) Folks read this on TV and on the radio, and they read it as if it's saying there's going to be more of this stuff. Well, no, Jesus is not saying there's going to be more. This is life as people knew it okay. at this time. Right. Sure. I mean, we may think that the norm ought to be peace and, and um in health but you know ancient people were very acquainted with death right uh they died at the same rate we do just a lot quicker and more painfully you know <laughs> right. on on balance uh right. just something fascinating that i learned um from from one of our professional colleagues at a conference a couple of years ago uh the current estimate is that in the greco-roman world forty percent of people had intestinal worms Jeez. Oh, yeah wow. so just imagine eating mm-hmm. Um, you know, Southeast Asian food under those circumstances, um, <laughs> just just the general level of of human misery. Right. So what Jesus is saying is, the general level of human misery is going to persist. Yeah, Do yeah. not be alarmed by that. Uh, Do not okay. think that because so, the kingdom of God has not arrived in its fullness that that you have believed the wrong Messiah. So similar to what we've said with with Revelation, you know, it, yeah. really
1: what brings that question up yeah. is hey, if the Messiah really has come, then yeah. why,
0: why is yeah. it still the way it is Why do we have the four horsemen right. of the right. apocalypse? right, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, well, there is Very a good. judgment to come. Yeah, if, he, if he's defeated death, why are we still right. dying, dying and suffering? Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly,
2: no, okay. and, the, and this is it. This is the already and the not yet. Realized okay. yeah. in
0: future eschatology. Okay.
2: Y- yeah, 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 exactly, exactly. And then goes on and talks about persecution. And this okay. is kind of, this is sort of a programmatic statement that leads to the book of Acts. Okay. Okay. Um, as I anticipate we will we will talk about a question that we would have as readers of the book of Acts is is, is everything I hear about this Christian movement true because I mm. hear that there are a bunch of outlaws that they're hated everywhere right. that that they're led by criminals yeah. I mean they worship a crucified guy which is bad for a start. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, and the answer is no. This is actually how God is doing his work in the okay. world. This is actually always how God has done his work in the world. Right. Uh, you know, the prophets, this is, Jesus is very big on comparing himself to the prophets in sure. Luke. The prophets were persecuted. So am I. So will you be. Right. And so that's, and that's what's yes. being said here. Um, in this, you will bear testimony to me. I'm about to be crucified, so in your rejection and suffering which you receive in my name, you will bear testimony to me, and you don't have to worry about this because the Spirit will empower you to say what needs to be said. Mm. The Spirit comes in Luke Acts to empower prophetic speech, prophetic not in the sense of predictive but in the sense of declaring the message of God. And so that is declared by messengers who are in their very existence prophetic by their by, by the way that they live in the world, okay, you know? Uh, and, and so this is, this is going on betrayed by parents, brothers, sisters, relatives, all of that. Everybody will hate you, but not a hair of your head will perish. Mm. And that's where we get a typical Jesus paradox. Wait, they just killed me. How can you say (laughs) not a hair of my head perished? I took care of you. You know, they gave you death. I give you life. They cannot take life from you there is life after death and there is life after life after death right yeah so uh, and this this is important too when we come to the end of the discourse i have a, a distinct understanding of a one of the more problematic statements that, that that jesus makes in this text and i think it has to do with that very idea um everything that Jesus promises his followers he promises to all of them irrespective mm. of where they live on the so-called timeline yeah
1: okay. okay
2: so if you are here in the first generation he says you're going to experience everything the bad and the fullness of the blessing right. i'm not going to abandon you you're not going to miss out this is like paul in 1st corinthians or 1st thessalonians saying don't worry about those who have died yeah, they right. they come with the lord and so we will all be with the lord together, together right. yeah mm. Yeah, yeah. Nobody misses out. I see. No one is. What's that phrase? Left behind.
1: <laughs> like the parable. It's it's a parable of the of the the uh, workers in the uh, in the field. The, yeah. The, everybody gets the talent. You know, whether they worked half the day or.
2: Yeah, or, that's right. In a way. Right. I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. In, 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 yeah. Exactly. That um, there is. God is faithful. Jesus is faithful. He does not abandon his people. Mm-hmm. This doesn't happen the way you would like for it to right. happen. It doesn't happen as fast as you would like. Trust yourself yeah. to the Lord. Don't worry about what you're going to say. I've yeah. got you. Okay.
1: And you're not going to miss out.
2: You're not going to. Nah, yeah. Yeah. Right, there's, there is right. no missing out. Darn. Right. I wish I was here. I wish I'd been <laughs> dro- born a generation later. Right. You're fine. Right. You're fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, then verse yeah. 20.
1: Yeah. This is what, this is where we get to the meat here. This, right? Yeah. Well,
2: it, it's, it's kind <laughs> of, well, I mean, it, all parts of the sandwich are important. <laughs> you got to have the bread. Yeah. I Otherwise mean, really, it's not a sandwich. Right, right. Yeah. I, right. Those lettuce wrap things. That's uh, just,
1: well. For the birds. Just, Some of us have to. The I, rabbits. I realize. I mean... <laughs> oh.
2: I, you, you, we, yeah. afflictions.
1: Well, you know, we all we all experiment his, his, with the keto his, diet it's pestilence well no it's not that is well we'll talk about it oh, okay. time, so. all right all we'll, right we'll have the episode on my sicknesses later okay so. all right you can all look right. forward to that later in yeah. in season three I, you know i'm i'm old enough to have a discussion of all my aches and pains too we could <laughs> we can do that. We, could, we can do another two, two old men convention so. that's that's it that's oh it God. okay that's, that's a whole other podcast that's a
2: whole other podcast okay yeah yeah so when you see jerusalem being surrounded by armies now This is, I think, something that we understand best, first of all, if we live in the world of Second Temple Judaism. If you hear that phrase as someone in this period, you think, oh, I know things like this because you know that Jerusalem has been laid siege to before. It was I laid mean, siege even before too. it was destroyed. I mean, that's right. You know, that's S- right. Sennacherib this, and, this is especially interesting, yeah. I think, because um, Jerusalem is destroyed by the Babylonians sure. after a siege. It had been laid siege generations before by the Assyrians. Syrians, yeah. Okay, and of course, God miraculously delivers right. Jerusalem, mm-hmm. which is fascinating when you come to jeremiah because jeremiah chapter 7 kind of the distillation of the whole message of jeremiah is saying you guys think that the temple is magic because it's god's place and he won't let it fall like happened before and i'm telling you it ain't his temple anymore yeah. and there were okay. yeah there were
1: prophets telling people that it was right. going to be like before that's right. interesting yeah. that yeah. is interesting and, yeah. and
2: so and so they had a false sense of divine confidence huh. okay mm-hmm. and and the jeremiah destroys. and interestingly jesus has already brought this up because when he says in the temple when he's he's um taking his, his action in the temple earlier um it is written my house will be a house of prayer that's you have, yeah. Isaiah fifty-six, but you have made it a den of robbers, Robert, thieves, laitys, yeah. um, uh-huh. insurrectionists. Right. Well, right. He's quoting Jeremiah chapter seven.
1: Right. Oh, interesting. Huh. Yeah.
2: That is interesting. Yeah. So Man. he's saying, as it was, so it is. Okay. Okay. So when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, and this isn't gonna, this is going to be like the Babylonians, <clears throat> because the message here is. Well, there are two places to be in a siege, and one is bad in the middle of the siege. So get out of town. (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. Leave town. Why would you not leave town? Because you think you're going to win. Okay. Right. Uh, okay. And and we're not going to win. So he's saying he's basically saying this is going to be the latter kind of surrounding being That's surrounded. That's right. By this enemies. is okay. this is this is going to mean Jerusalem is going to fall. It and, is again yeah. an expression of God's judgment against yeah. His enemies. Who, if, are, if you're in the country, don't come into the city. Don't I come say, in okay. if you're in. Go out. Go out. If you're, you're, yeah. Don't yeah. Don't come in. And then we get some pretty conventional Near Eastern siege language. Okay. Okay. When I read this now, I I read it. I think of it in the voice of the comic book guy on the simpsons <laughs> right. worst siege ever <laughs> right okay um which is the way i mean this is conventional um near eastern hyperbolic right. language and and mm-hmm. i i hesitate to call it hyperbolic right because it if Josephus tells us that this Yeah, happened, if you're in right. the middle of a city starving to death while <laughs> right. you're not being, you know, stabbed to death, right. that's a bad situation. Yeah. I, I, I can't imagine very many things worse. But the, the key thing here is not to imagine that there's like a, a sufferometer and, sure. and this is somehow going to be worse than, you know, in some kind of measurable term than the Holocaust or something like this. Okay. That's, that's not the point. This is simply to say this is terrible. It is supremely to be avoided. Why do we talk about pregnant women and nursing mothers? This is very conventional language you can find this in the old testament right. they're vulnerable because yeah. they're not terribly mobile and they need extra nutrition right right um so so all of that is is at stake here um, fall by the sword taken as prisoners jerusalem will be trampled on by the gentiles yeah. until the times of the gentiles will be fulfilled that i think is a simple statement to say this is an event that's going to take place and then it's going to be over Okay. Uh, a lot of people read that times of the Gentiles as if there's a kind of a turning exactly. away from from the people of Israel as the objects of God's salvation to the Gentiles. The book of Acts does not bear this out. Let me let me. Mm-hmm. Be devil's advocate here please for a moment. No, and, please do. And I, use that, I use that in, intentional. Spicy. No,
1: no. I, I mean, I agree with him. I, that's why I'm putting myself in this place <laughs> yeah. intentionally, though, because verse 20. So we've talked about Isaiah, Jeremiah. What about Daniel? Mm-hmm. uh You've got the de- that desolation mm-hmm. in, in uh-huh. and 20. Thank you for right? mentioning that. And then you've got you've got this idea. You know, he's all about these times and these future events mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. these years and days and weeks and Mm -hmm. all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so what how does that play in
2: i don't know (laughs) okay there's a lot about about daniel in that respect i'm not in a position to disentangle but there are two things that i think i do know. okay all right the first is that when you read this passage in matthew and mark instead of jerusalem surrounded by armies what you see is when you see the abomination of desolation Desolation, okay which is a phrase from from the book of daniel i think it occurs what two or three times seven and ten at least yeah yeah um uh, the um, the Or is it seven and nine? The <laughs> what is, Porsches and Hand Grenades. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, it's it was widely understood in Jesus' time that the abomination of desolation referred to the actions of Antiochus, Antiochus the Epiphanies. Fourth Epiphanes, okay. the guy who, you know, the the Greek Syrian king who takes sure. over the temple, puts up an image of himself, um, sacrifices pigs, um, right? You know, uh, really Not leads a great guy. A, Not yeah, a guy. yeah leads, pre- a, leads a genocidal campaign yeah. we've, against. We've talked about this before yeah, a little bit, mm-hmm. but oh, pre pre yeah. uh, dedication, pre yeah.
1: pre Hanukkah stuff. Yeah, 80, yeah.
2: 80 160s, right. yeah, exactly. Widely understood. So in that respect, what Jesus is doing is saying, again, I mean, as we look at the difference here, it's another as it was, so it will be, where okay. there's going to be someone else who is uh, going to stop sacrificing the temple. Sure, okay. And the answer to that is the Romans are going to destroy the temple. Right. So, you know, we could we could talk about which did Jesus say, abomination of desolation or Jews, Jerusalem surrounded by armies. It's right. a distinction without a difference. Okay because both of those highways lead to the same conclusion, okay. the, hmm. the, the core semantic meaning is the same. The historic associations are different, but yeah. at that point, we just understand all the more thoroughly how this story is a continuation, a repetition of what Israel's story has already been. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in that respect, they've been down this path before we have been down this path before. So that's item one on Daniel item two, I think is the critical thing that I understand about Jesus from the book of Daniel is that uh, Jesus identifies himself with the, with the son of man of Daniel sure. chapter seven. seven. So he is the one who defeats the beastly kingdoms right. and establishes the reign of God. Okay. Uh, and is he is the true Israelite, the true, the true Adam, okay. um, the true, the true son of David, the true king of israel that much that much is clear um i think we could get a pretty good debate going on some of the particulars of daniel sure. and i just don't consider myself to be well enough okay. i don't read a word of aramaic and i struggle with hebrew <laughs> right. so i don't i don't presume to get involved okay. in that the tra- too much.
1: trampling by the gentiles is where i was going with yeah, that because okay. you got
2: that the, the the
1: holy city will be trampled by the gentiles for okay. time two times or time times and, and a half a time okay okay. Yeah.
2: okay well okay if if, if uh, yeah if we if we want to talk about it, i'll just i'll just <laughs> riff on that and stuff, say, just, as i always say i'm just gonna make stuff up now so yeah you know. i mean <laughs> n- i know you're not <laughs> my first re- well yes i am but but it's i'm making up a good thing mm-hmm. uh you know my my first inclination would be to say well we've just got another example of this okay. The gentiles yeah. have trampled on jerusalem before yeah. and they're gonna, the Romans do it are again. gonna do it again yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah and we even talked about when we were talking about israel i said one of the
1: fascinating things for me is the the stones huge stones that the roman soldiers mm-hmm. of, of the 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 temple platform that they yeah. levered off and yeah. it crashed down you know just it was,
2: it was utter desolation
1: yeah. it was right yeah, yeah.
2: this was yeah they were making a huge example of people sure okay you know and that's with the temple the, the arch of titus back in yeah rome what's that about it's yeah. about this event right? interesting I, I never thought of this of course now it's uh
1: controlled by a group of different i'm talking about. The temple platform mm-hmm, today is mm-hmm. controlled by a group of uh, people from various Muslim organizations, but mm-hmm. you know there they're very careful about who goes up and and that kind of thing. But yeah, during the, during the Roman siege, I mean, it was just oh, it, it, was, yeah, it was yeah, it was it was the yeah. Romans were trampling
2: all over it. I guess yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah, well, and then I mean, you can I guess what is it about. 60 years later that the roman you know that the romans put a stop to people just going back to the ruins right. and sacrificing right mm-hmm. yeah because they see that as another source yeah. of 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 uh seditious uh nationalism
1: okay
2: uh, happening yeah so all of this is is so to speak at one level practical advice don't find yourself in the middle of the siege but in a larger sense an interpretation of an event that says don't you lose faith in me because this is happening okay. this doesn't mean you've you've believes in the wrong Messiah, this means the Messiah's enemies are being judged. Okay. Okay. Hmm. And it is not to be understood as the event that precedes the, the event of the climax of God's plan or okay. program. Okay. There is, there is still more to come. Okay. And that's that's what we begin to get in verse 25. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Right. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads because your redemption is drawing near. Okay. All of the stuff in verses 25 and 26 is drawing out of what we might think of as stock prophetic language. Language of the old testament for the way that god upsets the world's apple cart right. uh, to use a different metaphor on the way to establishing his reign and why things like the sun moon the stars uh and that kind of thing that's what people worshiped right mm-hmm. okay uh, so, uh and you know Nations in anguish and perplexity. Let's think about um, the second psalm. The language there: Why do the nations, <sighs> rage? nations rage? The people yeah. imagine a vain thing because they're in rebellion against God and against God's King. And God's King is enthroned in heaven and laughs at them. Right. And so, kiss the Son, lest He be angry with you. So, so the nations are in rebellion against against the King because they pretend to their own kind of power. Uh, and, and this is, this is now being overturned and this for you, Whereas it is terror for those who don't belong to God, for you, lift up your heads because mm-hmm. this okay. is this is your redemption. This is this is the end of your
1: enslavement. So the Son of Man coming in a cloud. Of course, you know again that's Daniel Danielic, seven, right? Yeah, that's I Danielic, but yeah, but you're saying it's a it's a it's not talking about a specific kind of event. It, it's
2: well, I mean, yeah. Is is this a reference to the second coming? Right. Yeah, it is. Okay. It is, but at at an indefinite moment, so, Jesus mm-hmm. is not saying, Jerusalem falls in two weeks later here i am sure
1: this is the culmination of of yeah and
2: and and as i as i remarked to somebody who asked me about a a related passage the cloud is not a weather report here (laughs) uh you know this is this is an allusion to the cloud of god's presence god is is and and temple okay right you know this is this is god making the world his temple okay this that that is the establishment then of of the temple of, of fulfillment in, okay. uh, in, in, in all of its as- aspects. So um, in, in what follows then, Jesus is in a se- in essence saying, I've told you how to understand what's going on around you. Now we typically, I shouldn't say typically, many people read this as if Jesus is saying, if you read this carefully enough, you'll work right. out the timeline. Right. OK, right. He's not saying that he's saying if you if you understand what I'm talking about, you will understand the significance of what you are going through. Of any time. Yeah, essentially. of any time. Any, yeah. Man, the world's a mess. Where <laughs> yep. is where is God? OK, if you're not saying that, you're not paying attention. Right. Right? right. And Jesus is giving the answer. I'm here. Right. I'm with my people. OK, I, I haven't have- abandoned you. Um. And and I'm going I'm going to win. But hang on. I'm not. You're not privy to the, to the, to the wares in the house. Okay. Okay. Uh, In, in all of that. And then verse 32, and this is where I said, I've got this distinct take on this. Truly, I tell you, this generation will certainly not pass away until all these things have happened. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Okay. Um, I, I. Let me, I, and I may be uh, um, misusing this language, and if so, I hope one of the listeners will, uh, will, <laughs> not, will write you, Not say anything.
0: <laughs> will write me and straighten me out on this.
2: But I would, I would say we need to listen to this statement, not just for the illocution, but for the perlocution. Yeah. The illocution is the content of what's said. The perlocution is the effect that this has on the listener.
1: Okay.
2: The illocution is all of this is going to happen within your time. The perlocution is, I'm not going to abandon you. You're not going to miss out. Okay, And mm-hmm. I think that's how we should understand the perlocution. This is, this is a hard saying. This is a mysterious saying. It's one that would be difficult to believe in, for lack of a better term, I'll say strictly literal terms. Um, if I'm living even in the first months of early Christianity, because poor Stephen gets killed. Right. Okay. Uh, and then, you know, a few chapters later, James is, right. is, is gone as well. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't understand this as a guarantee that everyone's going to live okay. to see Jesus return. But then I see what Paul, I think, is doing with this in First Thessalonians chapter 4. Uh, the dead in Christ will rise first. Okay, You know, and they come with the Lord. There's a, again, this paradoxical two pronged way of expressing this, all of which has to do with the idea that God is so thoroughly faithful to his people that he never abandons them. I don't know which is better to, you know, for me to live as Christ and to die as gain. Uh, And so you will not miss out on anything um in, in in that respect
0: so just to catch up anybody that mm-hmm. may not understand speech act theory and so forth <laughs> yeah. on this so the locution are the the words the words mm-hmm. themselves. elocution would be the effect or the the meaning the meaning say, of what yeah. it, and then the perlocution would be what the words what with the effect, the intended atti- int- effect the intended yeah. effect yes yeah, use
2: it to use an example if i were to say to you guys hey guys there are chocolate chip cookies on the table right that is uh the illocution is a statement of about the location of certain objects in the world right the perlocution is help yourself. I, I would like for you to right. eat the cookies. Some, please right. eat some cookies yeah right. yeah. yeah yeah exactly
0: which we will do, of yeah. course. No. Yeah, just yeah. not during just, the podcast. I, I, <laughs> I just want to make sure that everybody's listening that understood. You make sure. I yeah. mean, you explained it a little bit. Yeah, there, absolutely, no, that, you know, I appreciate th- that. It's good. I it's good
1: way to think about it. And, and we, you know, the interesting thing with about speech act theory is it's simply a way to describe the mm-hmm. way we use language on a yeah. regular basis. But when we get into difficult to interpret text yeah. or, or text that sometimes causes problems, it's good to sometimes break these down. Yeah, uh, we do. We do this all the time. Uh, you know, hey, do you have any ketchup? You know, and, and you know the, the wag says, "Well, yes." And, yeah. You know, and then, but, but that that was yeah. not my perlocution. That was not the perlocutionary force, as we sometimes right. say. What yeah. I was saying is, could you please bring me some ketchup yeah. for my
2: chocolate chip co- or my my and, French yeah. fries? Yeah, and and, and and we and, have we have a whole diagnostic vocabulary for people right. who don't pick up on this stuff. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well,
0: and, and we talked about this at lunch. Even again, we have talked about everything <laughs> at lunch that you were talking about, but you, to, uh, talking in about Jeremiah because yeah. Yeah. I'd read a book on how do we interpret prophecy and so yeah. forth, and it's like you know, thinking about, okay, should we, is it about the the words or is it about the, what the prophet the is intentions. trying to get the intention yeah. of these yeah. to yeah. wake them up? He's using words and hyperbole and metaphor yeah, to wake sure them right. up. It's and preaching. So, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. So anyway, yeah, okay. we talked about everything. It's, it all came together here <laughs> perfectly does. on the podcast. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Yeah.
2: All right. So just to, just to continue the, mm-hmm. the closing part of the discourse, um it you know is this image of somebody who is faithfully standing watch and that's that's interesting too because standing watch is something that's going to come up later when you go to the the garden jesus when he tells the the disciples to stand watch right uh well it sounds like you know the bad guys are coming so let me know when they come but when they do come he just surrenders to them sure you know he says here come the bad guys instead of running away from them he goes toward them so keeping watch is kind of a a um, complex thing here. What does it mean to keep watch? Again, it's not you're going to be able to work out the timeline if you pay attention. It's basically watch yourself. You okay. know, understand when you see the stuff in the world, uh, as you as you respond to that, as you reflect on it. What it causes you to do is to come to uh, a greater level of of personal clarity and commitment. To what it is that Jesus has done and is doing, and you entrust yourself to Him in much the same way as the widow who took her last two little copper coins and put them in the treasury. Right. Okay. Uh, In God's kingdom, God takes care of His people. Okay. And so you can you can trust Him. You can rely on Him for that, and you don't let the exigencies of life interfere with that core belief, even though it may the exigencies of life may test that severely and you will experience all of the anguish and everything that that, okay. that goes with this but but you have this this larger perspective that goes on okay so let me let me just tag on to that sure i find that besides making better sense of the language of this text in its literary context and the larger scope of 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 canonical right Storytelling and so forth. I find it's not only that. I just find it much more personally relevant. Sure, uh, absolutely. Know, it's it's much more meaningful to me to understand this is how I respond to the way that life disappoints me and frustrates me and hurts me, <laughs> right. than it is to say, you know, I think I figured out when Jesus is going right. to come back right. and who I should vote for in the next election.
0: <laughs>
1: right. We had this this convert We've had this conversation not lunch. We had this conversation before. Uh, about a different passage, but that, mm-hmm. this is what it came down to. As I said, now think about it. What what would this have meant? If if we take it as this kind of future fulfillment to figure out mm-hmm. the the signs and everything, mm-hmm. what would that have meant to the people to whom Jesus was speaking oh, yeah. at the time? It's like, right. you know, th- oh, yeah. th- th- they just become kind of almost like... Uh, oh you know figures non-player characters in this kind of in this kind yeah. of play
2: that's yeah that, that have no real purpose that and, is so true i mean yeah. this is this is the indictment of most of what one hears about the book of revelation <laughs> right. right you know oh wow so like we're the only people who can possibly understand this because the stage yeah. yeah
1: yeah and 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 it, it in a sense what we are always talking about as you've done here, put it in its literary and its historical context. It's almost doing exactly the opposite. Let's to, to be properly understood. It must be ripped out of its historical context in yeah, order right. to in order to make the sense. And the amazing so. thing
2: is when you read these texts in their literary and historical context, they make a lot more of oh, yeah. sense. <laughs> difference to you right yeah, now? That's exactly mm-hmm. right. That's yeah. exactly
1: right. Uh, it, it's difficult. You, I know you've had this happen too, mm-hmm. where where you know you'll be doing this kind of stuff and people are like, oh, well, you you know, but the Bible should be relevant to me and all this kind of stuff. And you're like, it is, but you need to
0: understand yeah. it. You know, I, I remember this first. vividly. I was
2: teaching a course um, in, in hermeneutics, as one does, of um, <laughs> course, back in the day. Um, and um, we were doing our one-day hit on you know, the interpretation of Revelation. Right. And there was a guy in the class who said, so you're telling me that the book of Revelation is like one big get well card. <laughs> and, uh-huh. and I said, that may be a bit of an overstatement right. a little reductive right exactly but but you're yeah. on the right track <laughs> right. you're not far from the kingdom yeah of <laughs> and he said well i just can't believe that and i said
0: well yes. maybe you've never
2: been sick <laughs> right there's some other elements of that story i won't get into well, yeah. i mean there, there was another chapter but oh, yeah. but, but discretion believe right. it or not i have some discretion <laughs> I won't tell the rest of that story. That's good. Yeah. I like that. But I mean, you know, suffering people have always understood how to read Revelation. Sure. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. or or Job or anything. Uh, right. The Psalms. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah. Mm.
1: Do you have any questions for John on this? Or? No,
0: I mean, it's. It, I appreciate this to to walk through this and again put it in that context mm-hmm. so we can read right. through this to see because I think I, I had a conversation with someone once who was really hung up on this. Yeah. truly i tell you this generation will certainly not pass mm-hmm. away mm-hmm. and it's mm-hmm. you know it's it's thinking like well it's so talking about when the the temple gets torn down like what mm-hmm. what's happening here right. and to think through some of those things again this kind of goes back to speech act a little bit mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. like how would they have heard this and sure. what what's the main message here and i think that's mm-hmm. really an important piece for us again as we've been talking context and hearing how they would have heard it but right i've never thought of you know luke in that context. you know it's the prophetic nature and, and how that all, I mean, I've read, I knew it was prophetic parts mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. it, but how that all played out mm-hmm. to there mm-hmm. together. So mm-hmm. I think it's mm-hmm. really important for us to think about the, the gospels in that way. That's mm-hmm. well. good. The, uh, yeah, the,
1: uh, I now forgot what it was. Yeah. That was profound. Well, I, I forgot I, you know, what I, was I guess say, my but, question,
0: we've already kind of talked about this, but it's mm-hmm. always, so what, you know, like, yeah. what do we, well, mm-hmm. and I think, I, I think, think you've hit on that. kind of
1: really give us a good yeah. idea of that the whole way through. And, and, and in a sense that, uh, the, uh, You know that that it's really about how do we respond to the to the things that are going to go on in the world, even even to in our in our current context. Yeah, exactly. You know,
2: when I I think a lot of people socially located approximately where the three of us at the table are, are very concerned about the condition of the church in American culture, in Western culture, uh, the rise of the nuns to to Mm -hmm. borrow a phrase of one of your earlier guests, um, uh, all of that. And the message here is situation normal. Right. Not Um, that we celebrate that, not that we're glad about it, but we don't imagine that there's something terrible happening or even that it's because of some enormous failure on our part that this is going on. Right. Um, In many respects, the seed falls where it falls. Right. Uh, to use another reference to another <laughs> Jesus parables, obviously. But um, and, and so we're not indifferent to the kinds of things that we have sure. done, which have, have been ineffective, unfaithful, inauthentic, etc. cetera. But um, at the same time, we don't imagine that, well, if America is no longer a Christian nation, whatever that means, then the world is going to heck in a handbasket. Right. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. I was just going to say that
1: regard, regarding the seed. I mean, there, even Jesus is saying there are those who are not going to receive my message that's now, right. and, right. and clearly there weren't. Yeah.
2: So. I've got I've got a jaundiced view of American history. I don't think we've ever been very Christian. <laughs> right. um, I think not we, in the
1: sense that some some people use it. I think. No, no, exactly. Yeah. I mean,
2: nominally, sure. I mean, yeah. was there a, a kind of a, a nod to God in the past that might not be there presently? Right. Yeah, but what good is a nod to God? Yeah, I think that that you know, and it's it's in some ways kept us from
1: a deep discipleship that. Yeah. That deals with these very kind of issues that Jesus is dealing with here. That how do we respond when things are not going the yeah. way that they they, they yeah. we feel like yeah. they should? It may be a fine uh, worldview when when everything's hunky dory, but yeah. uh, yeah. what what do we do when when kind of it gets into these tougher periods? Yeah.
0: So. Yeah. yeah, Well, and Jesus says the best. Be careful of your hearts. We'll be weighed down with carousing, yeah. drinking, you know, mm-hmm. like don't anxiety don't, is don't get don't yeah. get exo- the anxiety yeah. about it. Like yeah. it's yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like I've got this. Don't self-medicate. <laughs> right there, you go. Right. Yeah. Yes. Well, John, thank you so much. No, thank yeah. you. It there was, was tons that. that you wanted in this, yeah. and so I really appreciate it. Appreciate your cookies time. <laughs> and <Yeah>. including <laughs> cookies, which we will not eat on camera <laughs> or while we're talking. So appreciate it so so very much. All right. See you next Tuesday. All right. We'll see you. Bye bye. Bye bye.